0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Post Credit Club. I'm your host, Noor, and today with me, I've got my brother, Abdul, and the two of us are going to be talking about Avatar The Way of Water. Avatar it- just had
1: water. Avatar H2O. and water. Uh, well, how many more can come? Pocahontas and water. Okay,
0: anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... As we get into our thoughts, we'll probably talk about whether or not those sorts of titles still apply to this second movie. But um, yeah, do you want to actually introduce yourself here? Okay, yeah. So
1: I'm Abdul. I'm Noor's uh, sister, and I'm going to be doing.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> take two.
1: Okay, yes, I'm Noor's brother, Abdul, and we're thinking of reviewing this movie. I've seen so I've seen Avatar: The Way of Water twice. One more than her. She's only seen it
0: once. I've only seen it once and um So that means I'm twice
1: the reviewer that you are because I have seen
0: it twice. That <laughs> there is no logic to that. There is zero logic to that. Right. Okay. Um let's start off with what you were expecting going into this movie because you and I we did a rewatch yep. for the first movie and so to some extent we did have more expectations set up. What we realized through our rewatch was that we actually liked the first movie more than we had remembered. It's because there are lots of cool things, lots of cool details, visuals, world building, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, talk a little bit about your expectations going into this one. Well, here's the thing. Like, with most people,
1: when they saw the original Avatar, I think they were in the same camp that you were. Um, where it was like, oh, they hadn't seen it in years over and over again. I feel like I was one of the few people who actually... Not I didn't rewatch the movie every six months, but I was one of the people who would actually go from time to time and just be like, hey, I remember that scene from Avatar. Hey, I remember surprisingly, like I was in the minority as weird as that sounds.
0: Would you call yourself an Avatar stan? No,
1: I I get I I don't need to see more blue people. I see blue more than I can fathom, both in the first Avatar movie and in this movie. Like the the more the one thing this movie needs less of, I'm just going to say off the bat is blue. I need some reds, some oranges, some yellows, just too much blue.
0: I remember you said that about the first movie, too, because and it I was just so.
1: Movie. Yeah.
0: It's just it's even it's even more now
1: because it's like, oh, you want more blue? Here's a blue sky. Here's blue water Here's At least the first movie had like gr- a bunch of green as well because of the whole tree. What do you got here? All you guys just blue.
0: I don't know if y'all have ever ever heard of anyone complain about the color blue as much as he has over the past thirty seconds. Wait, I thought it. The
1: Avatar, just call it the color blue. You know, how Stanley Kubrick had the color purple. You just call it the color blue.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, so expectations continue.
1: Okay, so yeah, so uh, where was I? Yeah, so I was one of the few people who actually would go and look up scenes from Avatar on YouTube or just wherever. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was a cool scene. Or like, like, for example, the final action scene in the first movie. So I was actually, I would think, looking forward to it than most people. Because the thing is, not only do I remember the first movie, I think, more than most people. I kind of like know a bit of the lore in terms of the world building, I would say, more than most people. Like, no one knows what the hell a Leonopteryx is or a Tork
0: Like, yeah, m- when we were rewatching it, like, you sat down with me and we're explaining all that stuff. I and I feel like
1: your encyclopedia. And
0: that made it easier for me to actually understand more of what was going on. Because so, if I was just watching it, it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. And, and that's my point. Like, I feel like going into this movie, I was in general more excited than most people. I think. And then the other thing is, like, there's certain things that were duh. Like, you're just like, oh, this is obvious. Oh, the visuals are going to be great. Story maybe is going to take a bit of a backseat. That's what I was expecting. I was like, oh, um, I don't expect any problems technicality-wise. My only concerns coming into this movie were going to be, how are they going to handle the plot and the character and stuff? Because like the first movie I thought was a l- little bit too simple in terms of plot structure. A, I felt like it was too predictable. And B, now this might not be a bad thing, but like I felt like it was a derivative of other stories and movies that have come before it. Now, that's not to say, like, every movie takes inspiration from other movies, whether that's plot or characters or, like, oh, this is from this movie or this is from that. But I feel like it was a bit too blatant in the first av- Avatar. And then the other thing is um, I felt like it was too heavy-handed in its messaging, This first uh, the first one. So I was hoping that maybe James Cameron, he had 13 years. I mean, you you would think that he would have pay, uh, paid more attention to these things going in. So these were my general expectations. Right
0: okay yeah that makes pretty much that makes a lot of sense i think for me going into this movie especially because the first movie was now fresh in my head i was definitely um like you said expecting because everyone was talking about how amazing the visuals are and all that stuff so i was like okay no doubt that's gonna blow us away um my main question sort of going into this movie was does this movie need to exist because we have this first movie and it felt like a pretty, pretty much like a complete package you sort of got a bit of everything you got your world you got your visuals you got character story were they great or not eh, not so much to me at least um but oh, I was oh, thinking for sure. oh, okay. I mean I'm just talking about like the first movie okay. um but then when it came to this movie I'm like okay does there need to be a reason for this movie to be coming out 13 years later like in terms of the story world building yes. all that kind there of stuff
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i mean if you look at it like that then duh but um just from like a more like a story standpoint and world building that kind of stuff that was my main question going into this movie like is this the kind of movie where i feel like i'm going to be going back and rewatching this like a lot of times because i never really did that with the first movie so i was hoping that the things that i may not have liked about the first movie would hopefully have some sort of an improvement in this one um so yeah um in terms of then just non-spoilers do you want to give your general thoughts of what you thought about the movie
1: yeah so i will say that the first uh this movie overall like if i give a thumbs up or a thumbs up this thumbs up i think that's pretty clear right off so but it's not a perfect movie definitely not i do have um my gripes with it i do have certain things where i'm like and they could have done this better they could have taken this out they could have added this and so forth and so on however as an experience because i feel like a lot of people, like most movies you're watching, like story and plot. Avatar is just one of those big event poll movies where it's like you're watching it for the whole experience. You're watching it to see if you get immersed in Pandora, if you actually give a shit about what the hell's happening in the story, the character and all that. Well, that's what I want as well. I will say, comparatively to the first movie, I like this more. There, There's a lot of elements in this movie, I think, that are done better in this movie than they were done, like, then comparatively to the first movie. And that is a win in my book because I already liked the first one. And, like, in every aspect that I can think of, I'm like, this movie, I think, improves maybe one or two. I think there are one or two areas where I think the original is a little better. But it's not by a lot. If I look at all the other um good or improvements this movie has made... I would actually say if I were to rank this, this movie, the second movie is better than this first movie. So,
0: ooh, okay. Yeah. You know what? I've heard a lot of people saying that that they've liked this movie better, and I think I have to agree with you that a lot of the parts of the first movie, things like story and characters and all that kind of stuff that I didn't care for much as as much in the first movie, I definitely yeah. liked a lot more in this. Mm-hmm. It's still, um, to me, quite simple but yeah. it's still done as best as it could be it's given like you have oh sorry oh no i was just gonna say that like, given the fact that you have so much going on in this three-hour movie mm-hmm. it's a very very heavy um what am i trying to say Um uh, very loaded movie there's a lot going on in it so i i think that that's It could could always be better, obviously, duh. But I'm happy, just like you said, that there's an improvement in that.
1: Yeah, like I think someone described it perfectly um, when it comes to when you have simple plain stuff. It's like think of it if you have like, I don't know, a simple dish like pasta, for example. It's very bland and simple from its creation, but it's done really well. That's what Avatar is like. It's just like a really well done dish that you've eaten many, many times before. It doesn't break new ground, but what it does, it does well. So it's give or take.
0: I mean, when you say break new ground, I definitely would say visually. Like,
1: yeah, like visually, like here's the thing. Like visually, I was like, oh, yeah, this this is just going to make me look like I'm in water and like the Navi are going to look real and the environments are going to feel great. That wasn't my concern. I think everybody, not one person I heard said, not one person I've seen says, oh, it's going to suck visually. It's like, no the The problems are obviously with plot and characters and story and pacing and all that stuff. So that's where my uh, concerns were coming
0: in. Okay. Uh, in terms of uh, for me, I think my non-spoiler thoughts of the movie, um, I'm still a little bit like fifty fifty on this because I can't seem to tell whether I like it better than the first one or not. I think it's definitely as good. I can't say that it's worse than the first one, not at all, especially knowing like I said the other that the component a lot of the components of the movies, uh, of the movie have improved like story and plot and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just wondering now, I think this could just be a bias like for myself because I tend to like first movies of like a franchise, uh, most especially if they're well done just because um I like origin stories. Mm-hmm. So even when I think back to movies, like oh, if I get a lot of flack for this, I'm screwed. But <laughs> for example, you have like Star Wars, right? Yeah. You have the first movie and then you have Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes That's Back. No, not. Oh
1: my! That <laughs> first movie, there's phantom minutes.
0: Let's not go by episode number. Um, so I'm thinking the very first Star Wars movie that comes out, and then you have Empire Strikes Back, which obviously, like, that's an amazing, amazing movie. Right. Everybody loves that movie, including myself. But for me, I there's just something about the first, first Star Wars movie that I just mm-hmm. love the way that it's set up, and um, you're getting introduced to these worlds and characters. Right. So I think similar to that, there's just that slight bit of. I don't I don't know if it's nostalgia for me necessarily for the first Avatar movie cuz the thing is you never
1: really had nostalgia for the first Avatar movie.
0: Like I've obviously I saw it back then, but then I didn't watch it until now. So I'm not sure what it is. That was a weird noise. Um so I'm not sure what it is, but I think it's just I like the way first movies are generally set up even though that's why I'm, like, weirdly 50-50 on this, where I'm, like, the components of this movie are better than the first movie, but as a whole, like, the sum, there's just something about the first movie that I still liked a little bit better.
1: Mm-hmm. Was it, do you think it simply came down to the fact that that was just your first time in Pandora? You'd never seen anything like that before? Like, here, it's, like, y- it is new stuff because you're seeing, like, the, the water tribe and all that stuff, but it is still Pandora at the end of the day, so you've kind of seen, you've seen the mountains, you've seen all that. Whereas the first one, it's like you've literally never seen any of this before. So you're like, oh, that's that's this, that's that. It's this location and that location.
0: I think that could be part of that, just because I remember in the first one too, like we explored a lot of different locations. Like we had the forest, but then we also had like in the sky. What, what were those like waterfalls coming from the uh, sky? Hallelujah mountains. E- exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you had like the introduction, the introduction, the introduction of the Ikron and like all these different mm-hmm. um, characters and stuff. Um, creatures and stuff which you do have in this movie as well but maybe it's just like the sense of wonder of that first movie that i really really enjoyed um yeah i don't really know how to explain it but i would definitely say it's still as good as the first movie for sure Mm -hmm. i feel like in the coming days the more i think about this movie the more i'm gonna like it just in my head um
1: so do you think it's one of those things where it's like your opinion on whether or not this movie is better is going to be dependent on whether it stands the test of time better or is it gonna be just right now you think you're pretty uh you think that your opinion is not going to be swayed as much as time goes on?
0: I'm always open to having my opinion swayed. To be honest, so I'm okay with like liking it more. That as time goes on, I I can't unless I know for a fact that I really love a movie or I really hate a movie. If I always find myself within like the it's good but not great range, like I'm always willing to be persuaded otherwise. Right?
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because I I feel like for me because I do I, like I have seen the first one in a more i would say positive light than most i, I would say that um d- despite that i would still say this movie is better like i might have quote-unquote nostalgia more than most but i would say despite that objectively in i say objectively but like from my in my um in my mind i still think the second one is better than the first
0: one. So. okay yeah no that's fair um do we want to just sort of get into spoilers? Uh, Yeah, I, th-
1: I think I have one or two more thoughts. Um. So for anybody who's listening, I would definitely recommend like normally they did, like when it comes to watching movies in like 3D or like, oh, these they have a bunch of like I call them gimmicks, but they're like various format, like you have AVX and IMAX and all this. Like if you're going to watch this movie, I think this is one of the few movies you have to watch a in a theater. Do not watch it at home. Watch it for the first time in the theater. And then the second thing is um, you should you should definitely watch it in 3D. I, I think this if – if you want to see what 3D can do for a movie, I think this is it. Because there are scenes where literally, like, you'll see stuff poking at you on the screen. And I legit – in my mind, I almost had to move stuff out of the way just to be like, yo – like move out of the way i'll try to watch the movie
0: yo this happened to me too there was a few parts especially like in the third act where like there's water splashing and i literally flinched thinking the water is coming to my face
1: i I even i even told my sister i was like yo if this movie was in 4dx we'd all be drenched (laughs) literally
0: 100 percent. like
1: or whatever 4d it was just literally it'd be like you want to take a shower go watch avatar way of water in 4d there
0: (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, no, um, I genu- I genuinely think you should watch this movie in 3D if you can. Um, if you don't want to, that's fine. Because uh, I saw it first in reg- like non 3D and then I saw it in 3D. Um, not like both are fine. Not in, like, obviously, I think the 3D is a little bit more immersive. But uh, you're not you're not gonna lose anything by watching. But if you want like the best everything you want the full like full on package. You go watch it in three D. Now, another thing I will add is, um, actually no, I mean this is we can we can go in spoiler review. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I think at this point going in spoilers is we should probably just do that just because I have like even some of my thoughts, even though they're not necessarily spoilery, they're just more like details yeah. that I feel like would just make more sense in, in the spoiler category. So, um, yeah. here we go with spoilers. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, um, before we go there, uh, yeah, so just, um, yeah, for us, recommend, go for it, um, watch the movie as soon as you can, take as many people as you want to watch it, yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, when you mentioned many people, you know what I know is that there are people of a lot of different, like, age groups, like, different demographics yeah, at the movie, so I feel like this is the kind of movie that a lot of people can enjoy. It's, it's what
1: they call a four-quadrant movie, like, kids can watch it, adults can watch it, um, people and it's 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 a universal it's a universal story right you don't need to be of a like for example like a black panther it it appeals but like there are certain groups who it's going to appeal to more here you can say that obviously because the tribes are influenced by certain indigenous populations and stuff but like overall like this movie where like you, you could be i think most people are going to be able to relate to what happens in this movie so
0: yeah, for sure. The the themes of like family and environmentalism and and just you know protection, and all that kind of stuff. Like that's all stuff we can relate to. Yeah. Um, okay, so spoiler thoughts. Can I start off with the the stupid papyrus? One? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, that, your, I know i know but i just i don't know why that took me i uh, remember when i leaned over to you and i was like dude was this because i don't remember this in the first movie you dude, said it was well, there right no
1: sketch on it. they had ryan Gosling going around saying papyrus
0: okay see i never saw that and i remember like i saw it on my youtube recommend like that clip and i'm like "Sheesh, i don't know what that's about but i assumed it was about this movie and not the one before because i genuinely like i know the logo for the first movie is in papyrus font but i just thought okay that's no, it the, so
1: the logo was not papyrus i think <laughs> i feel like james cameron watched the original skit and then he was just like yeah i'm gonna change it to like whatever the hell it is now because it's not papyrus anymore
0: but then like out of spite he still included it in the movie
1: it's the subtle nods that I appreciate. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> the papyrus font killed me. But um, I think uh, so. Now that we are getting to uh, spoiler thoughts, I okay. So, I do like the fact that Korich, who's the big blue, bad, big blue Bad Guy. Yeah, I'm going to call him Big Blue Bad Guy. Uh, say that five times. B- big Blue Bad... <laughs> big Blue bla- Big Blue <laughs> Bad Guy. There you go. Okay, so I will say this. I genuinely liked him a lot more this time around. Compared to what he was in the first movie, it was just, oh, I'm Big Bad Guy. <laughs> Not he Big Bad Guy. But, like, I'm just... You're a one-note villain, and it's like, okay, I'm just trying to protect humanity trying to save humanity okay cool but i'm also gonna destroy the navi population and get what i want okay cool whatever that story mustache twirling cool one here actually genuinely he was actually one of my most favorite characters to see like when he came on the screen i was like we need more of this guy like my one of my problems like kind of to go all, all over the place i feel like there's a point and now i've seen it twice i've noticed it there's a point where it's like so they keep cutting back and forth between the humans and the and the um navi right yeah, yeah. there's a point where like it just cuts away from the humans for like i don't know how long it was but this is like when you're like learning about like the new water tribe and stuff mm-hmm. there's a point where it cuts away and i'm like i want to see quartz i want to see him and spider spider who's like yeah, the yeah, kid yeah. right who looks like takashi's six nine <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like me and my friends so i saw the first screening with my uh friends right and me and my friends were joking hey yo it's uh, takashi 69 is what it is right so it's takashi 69 abducted by big blue boo, boo bad guy right and they're basically like he's being held captive and i was like yo give me more of this like this this relationship i'm like is actually more interesting than i thought it would normally be
0: hard agree because remember when we first watched the movie like as soon as we came out of the movie at first i was like oh i don't know if i like him but the thing is now i've realized that he has a lot more potential just because as a villain he was much more interesting this time around and um i agree that i think we should have had more with him and spider because the like you know how spider like sort of kept going back and forth between hating him and liking him i felt like it was a little i could have used a little bit of extra screen time Mm -hmm. like it didn't like, I know what they were going for. They were going for that complexity. But it didn't feel as nuanced as I think it could have been. Right.
1: Yeah. And and I totally agree. Like, I think you could have cut out some things. So, uh, in, my, in the non-spoiler part, I think I mentioned there were some things you could have cut out in this movie and I would have been fine. So, I do think, as great as the world building is, there are some aspects of the world building, I'm um, like, you could have actually removed. Because... They they didn't really add anything to the story other than it's just a, like for example what was that yellow substance that they were getting from the whales?
0: Oh yeah, it was like some eternal life thingy, which some is like unobtainium parts.
1: Part, <laughs> <laughs> part two, which but for the record, unobtainium is not even mentioned in this movie. Like not a single mention of unobtainium in this movie. But yeah, I'm like so they give a throwaway line of like oh this is like. It stops human aging, like, permanently and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, cool. But it's never brought up again. The only reason they have it is so, A, they can show how bad, like, whaling and stuff is. Like, because Cameron wants to do all that and put a message on there. But then the other reason is, like, just so they have a MacGuffin to be like, oh, this is why we need the token. You could have done that. You could have just... It doesn't even have to be that. It could just have been, oh, we just need it because it's, like, a source of meat or, like food or sustenance that we
0: need yeah that would have made more sense like when that happened i was like either you go with this like idea of yeah. this eternal life thing all the way or you just don't bring it up at all yes, like it's really it up dumb up
1: like I, I i would imagine it's something they're gonna bring up in the sequels maybe maybe then i can understand but i feel like that kind of fits in the general theme of this movie a lot of questions are brought up not a lot of them are answered which i'm fine with because i'm pretty sure they will answer them but will this human aging stopping thing actually come up in the sequels? I don't know. But something like that, like getting back to my point, I'm like something like this could have been cut out for us to spend more time with Quaritch and um, uh, uh, what's it? What's his six, nine, six, nine, um, uh, his son, basically. Yeah. So I'm like, that is a dynamic. I wish it was explored even further. Because what it also would have done is so that when he does make the decision to save him, you're not beating yourself over the head being like, why would you save Quaritch after all he's done? Like, he's done all these bad things. Sure, yeah, you had a couple of good times with him, but like, I feel like his bad, evil, or whatever actions far outweigh his good. Like, they, they don't justify it enough to where I'm like, yeah. I feel like the movie's like, it earned me caring enough about it. Yeah. But on the plus side, going forward now, I actually think he's my most interesting character to. Mm-hmm look forward
0: to it me too i like i said when i first watched it like i at first i was listening i think i was just too fo- uh, focused on the fact that this felt like a rehash like it was just recycled part of like of the first movie where you have um humans just coming to invade pandora again for some obtainium like thing again but um as i've been thinking about the movie i've really come to really appreciate what they've done with that character more so now i am looking a little uh, forward seeing him again mm-hmm. just knowing that there's more untapped potential that they will probably uh, work into the third movie or whatever however many movies we end up getting right and and the thing
1: i find very ironic because like for him to become more human personality wise he had to turn into a different species oh bars okay like think about it when he was in when he was like normal human stephen lang right yeah, he was a monster he was like very one no no yeah. like like very evil or like like not like basically he was just like your run-of-the-mill bad guy but it took him becoming a different species to become the most human that he's ever been and i was like that's interesting like yeah, that's a good point i didn't think of it that way because i was like in the first movie it was just like we know what he was like in this movie i was like i cared for him more despite him not looking any human not like but he had a personality he was even like oh i'm not like he was telling spider he's like i'm not your father i know your father wasn't the best father so like he even realizes that like even though that's not him the i want to say the mistakes of his past or whatever i'm like that's the most human i've ever seen that character and it took him becoming a big blue whatever thing so that's why i was like yo that, that that's pretty good i like that oh another speaking of more interesting characters um jake
0: yo okay okay have you seen the internet like thirsting over jake sully this time around no, wait, it's whoa. so wait, whoa, funny what? my guy Dude, who's doing this? oh people oh my god people are being like so inappropriate about it but every time they find like a new and character
1: Avatar wasn't
0: memorable. It, exactly <laughs> now i've seen people literally thirsting over this like blue character and i'm like really <laughs> but i mean i get it because like you said that was one of the plus points for me um when it came to this movie yeah. is that unfortunately there's not even though there's I say unfortunately, but I think it's kind of a good thing that there isn't as much of a focus on him this time around. It's more so his kids. But the focus that is on him, he's much better. Like, he has a much better personality. Yeah.
1: Like, I related it much more to him. Because, like, in this one, he's, like, his... A protective father. A protective father. He's just like, (laughs) I don't want to fight this war. I don't care. Like, I mean, he does care. But, like, his main priority is just, like... I'm not going to fight this war anymore. I want to protect my family. I'm done trying to fight, what was it, the RDA? Yeah, like, I'm done trying to fight um, uh, this faction. I just want to keep my family safe and pe- and in peace. And I was like, I can relate to it. And that's why he kept running away. It was like, yeah, uh, like, it was out of fear, but it was fear for the safety of his family. And I'm like, I could relate to that much more than just, oh, in the first movie, I just want to clap clap them.
0: Ew, God! <laughs> That's what it
1: was, right? I mean, he did it, and then he turned over, right? and this one, it's more like, no, I want to save my family. I want to protect him, and and it actually made me feel for him. I'm like, yeah, I know, I could tell, I like, I mean, I ain't got kids, but I could feel, I could tell what it feels like to like, you'll do whatever it takes to protect your family, no matter what. So I can understand. That made it more relatable. So when he was running away, and when he was doing all this stuff, I was like, yeah, this, this this is a much better character wow james cameron
0: you can actually make good characters yeah and uh, i think like i said because his screen time was limited it made whatever screen time he had much better like they made good use of the screen time that he had but then i think on the flip side you have natiri's character who's barely in it which yeah. which upset me just because i really liked her in the first movie so to have her just sort of be in the background as like a mom figure from time to time. Then she shows up in the end and she does like some amazing <laughs> action stuff, which is great. But I mean, where was she with the rest of the movie?
1: Woman a bow and arrow. Do not give that woman a bow and arrow. That's all I know. I don't know how many times, but I swear, ninety percent of her shots while she was in flying on the e was just shooting people in, in helicopter. I literally every shot she took, helicopter just kept on like it went through the glass. And then pierce the guy, and then literally the helicopter just went down. And I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, do not give that woman or Navi, uh, a S or whatever you want to call it, a bow and arrow. Just
0: dumb. Yeah, like she was good in the part that she was not but I just expected more from her, especially because she was so like heavily involved in the first movie, right? right. Just being that sort of person to help the fish out of water. Um, mm-hmm. Jake Sully character in like intro be introduced into the world of Pandora. Right. So this one she's taking a bit of a backseat, which I was like, I could have used more of her. But then yeah. I also see like I don't know what like what more could she have possibly done, I guess. Yeah. It I I think
1: what they do so with Jake and interior it's like I think there's two things. One is like the focus is on them, but it's also like more their family this time around. Like, them as well. So, they do have screen time, but, like, it's focused on their kids and, like, um, them as well. So, that's why they can't really have them be the main focus as much. But, I think the scenes that she's in, she works great as. Like, yeah. um... The final, oh my god, with Spider? Yeah. Oh my god. It's Spider. So. Well, even getting back a little, like when when her son dies, right, and she just goes, ape, she she starts crying like crazy. I'm like, damn, this this is pretty good acting from Zoe Saldana. I'm like, I it actually felt like someone died. I was like, it, she actually it actually looked like her son died. She's hopeless; all hope is lost for her, and and then obviously Jake kind of helps her get back up on her feet.
0: But, I actually teared up at that. Like, I didn't tear up at all during the first movie, but that I actually kind of teared up a bit yeah, about that part so
1: when she does start going crazy. And then... Do you know what they did? I found it interesting. Like, when, when they're killing the humans and stuff, right? Um, Like, they make it almost seem like a horror movie. Where it's just like... They're just every, coming out of nowhere.
0: There were jump cuts. Not jump cuts. But there were some jump scares, right? Yeah. Like, with the sound. Yeah. I noticed that. Like,
1: And then that one scene where Spider's just standing behind the, the thing or whatever it is while is killing the one human, right? In that moment, I'm like, you better not show your head. You show your head, you're dead. <laughs> because she's gonna she's in the mood where she's like i'm a fire first and then i'm gonna ask questions later right so okay i can see why he hit but like yeah like scenes like that i was like okay this this is like standout scene from the i'm like okay this is what i wanted now we didn't get enough but i mean if we would this movie would be like five hours long so i can compromise on that that's fine
0: Uh, And just to speak a little bit more about, like, her and her relationship with Spider, I like how they set it up in the beginning that she just never was, like, comfortable with Spider just being around her family because he's not actually navi he's still human but then to some extent my brain thinks okay how are you like you know comfortable with someone like jake then knowing that he was human exactly. you've seen him you've seen his actions right so yeah. like and you've seen that he was trying to help and stuff like- so i get the feeling that maybe she'll come around to spider in that similar sense maybe
1: because I, so, I mean think about it jake he's
0: still responsible like
1: he's he's yeah. still at part with home tree like she can like him all she wants with this big uh, freaking torque Macto red bird or whatever you want to call it. He's still kind of responsible for that. Like, he, and she still loves him. It's like, and Spider, Spider didn't have anything to do with that. Like, that's not his fault. But I think that's something, it's one of those threads that they're going to keep on carrying towards the sequels.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see that definitely in the next few movies. Because by the end of it, you can tell that it's still not fully... um Like there's no resolution to that. It's still sort of just hanging. Because yeah, sure by the end, like Jake accepts him as a son, Mm -hmm. but you don't see anything from her. Like they don't even like pan to her.
1: You cut her off the screen.
0: Yeah, like they literally I I just wanted to see what her reaction was, whether she was at least like smiling or if she was still sort of like, uh
1: Especially when you consider what just happened like five minutes ago. She literally had a knife to his neck. Like you don't just do that. I don't care who you are, you don't just do that and then not even acknowledge that it's not happening.
0: Yeah, I thought that was weird. I thought, like, I thought there would have been some sort of acknowledgement. And I've seen other people mention this, too, that, like, why don't we know what she felt? Like, was she, like, then accepting of him or, or no?
1: Like, we don't know. And and the thing is, like, like, she doesn't even have, like, it could just be um, a sense of maybe regret. Being like, because we as the audience know why she did, because, like, Korach had Kyrie and whatever. But, like, um, like, at least acknowledge it. Be like, oh, shoot, it's like, I know I did what I had to do in the time. But like, I, uh, I'm sorry or like just a feeling of like regret or something would have been.
0: That's only if she feels it, though, right? If she doesn't, then I'm looking forward or to just give us an. In- we
1: don't know either yeah. way. Like, uh, give us an. In- OK, maybe she does feel amazing, but just let us know as an audience member. Like, we
0: don't. It could be just um, set up. I'm thinking I'm because. Think up, yeah. So. Because I've seen a lot of people talk about this movie, saying how this movie feels more like a setup for the next one. And at first, I didn't understand that. But the more questions I ask, and the more I realize, wait, enough hasn't been answered. Mm-hmm. That's got to mean it's set up for future right. movies to some extent. Well,
1: remember, the thing is so James Cameron's like, if this third, second one doesn't do well enough, then they'll just end it on the third one. But if it does well enough, they'll do four and five. I think it'll do well enough to warrant a four and five. But if it doesn't, I could easily see them wrap it up in another movie because it'll yeah, probably just trilogy. be like, it'll be a trilogy. Well, I think what will happen is Quaritch will turn good by the end of the next one. And then uh, it'll just be an all-out war between the humans and all Navi on the planet. I think that's how it ended. But if it goes on, then I think you'll get more of those nuanced uh, characterizations that you
0: want. Did yeah. you did you see how... Um, t- today, I think on Twitter or someplace, I saw that that, producer for this movie he said that the other like the upcoming sequels are also supposed to be exploring different clans within the navi like that's what their plan is so we've seen the Metkayina in this one so the next one we'll see probably some other clan like living somewhere else so i remember how i told you this is literally like avatar the last airbender where each season they focus on like a different fire. like nation so earth. it's gonna be something similar i think
1: jungle they're gonna do fire earth the jungle you're gonna fire bending water bending all this stuff
0: oh since we're talking about like the characters and family i want to bring up I don't know if it was just me, but did you – I sort of got, like, when they were exploring, like, the kids and their different abilities. The kids were really cool, by the way, in the movie. Um, I kept getting Incredibles vibes.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I could say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, this very – not dysfunctional, but it's, like, in these kids. I mean, well, that's one of the things. That's one of the things I liked about the movie. I actually liked the kids' interaction. It felt real. I was like, this actually feels like – like, most of the times you have kids in movies, I'm like – it feels a little too like one kid's a little too mature another kid's like too immature and stuff here it's like sure they feel like the smallest one feels immature but it makes sense like she's like five six years old the like their interactions felt real it almost felt like how you and me talk on a normal basis where it's like it's very casual there's no like um formalities there it's very like chiller like things like that right the the dialogue okay yeah they were there were a couple of things that annoyed me, but I mean, I'll, I'll get into it in a bit. But like th- their dialogue felt natural. That was the best part about it. like all of them when they talked. I'm like, this feels natural. This actually feels like how a family would interact. So that's one of my favorite. The kids were really good. Now, some of them, I think, are put on the back burner uh, in terms of who you focus. Because yeah. there are some kids you focus on more than others. Yeah. Like you don't focus on the smallest one as much other than like. She's just there to be, like, little kid and big, big blockbuster, right? And you don't focus on the eldest yeah. one. You focus on the middle child.
0: Okay. Real quick, what is the name of the eldest one? Because I didn't even Net-A-M. catch that. Netayam? Yeah. Okay. See, I I, they, I know they mentioned it a couple times in the movie, but I'm like, they haven't focused on him at all for me to, like, know enough to what he, his name even is. Right.
1: Yeah. Like, the I, I like the kids. Kids were great. and and remember this i feel like the movie kind of hinges on you liking the kids if you like the kids you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like the movie if you don't like if you think they're annoying i don't think you're gonna like the movie as much
0: and i i me personally i didn't find them annoying at all like i a lot of times when you have kids and families and stuff there's always gonna be that one where you're like god that that one's so annoying but i actually really liked all the kids and like you said if Uh the kids were not likable this movie would not have worked no. like at all but because they were like well because they um served different aspects of the story and plot like you have loak was his name yeah, loak. he's focused on like the whale what was the name Payakan. of the whale Pyakon yeah and then you have um kiri
1: Keri, yeah, uh, Kiri, Gr- Weaver.
0: Sigourney Weaver's, yeah. Weaver's character, which was, that's a whole thing. But um, that, like, and her sort of focusing on the whole Awa like, connection, her mm-hmm. being like, I can feel it, and that actually sort of coming into play in the third act and stuff. She
1: had some voodoo magic. Of what she
0: had. I thought it worked pretty well, though, like, I, yeah. I, I When I say that they reminded me of The Incredibles, I mean that in a really good way, that it was a good, like, family unit and mm-hmm. so fun to watch. Like, I can, I'm excited to see where they take their story forward, especially now that they've lost one of their own.
1: And, yeah, and, like, that's the other thing. It's, like, you liking these characters is also going to end up determining whether or not you feel for when uh, the eldest uh, son dies. When he dies, like, if you like the character, you're probably going to give way more. of. You're going to care way more, and you're going to be more affected.
0: Hold on. Um, I feel like because they don't focus much on Etiamh all that much like yeah he's there but he's more of a supporting character compared to Loak, right like, so i feel like when he dies like it's more of what is what's happening to Loak and the rest of the family like it's more reactionary as opposed to oh my god him like to me at least no
1: i agree with you because uh i was thinking the same thing when i uh saw a movie i'm like this is sad okay like obviously like you actually have a death for once in these big movies it's like okay But I just didn't feel it as much because we didn't spend enough time with him. Like, he's there. He's the older, responsible one. He's, like, the one taking all the, if he wants to, all the hits for, like, all the mess-ups that Loak is doing. And that's fine. But I feel like he was more there just so, like, it gives the the other family members a reason to rally around to justify their actions. Like, for, I think it's, like, his death was there more so, like, for, if I'm talking about Loak. I forgot who plays Loak. But basically, like... It gives it's more so something to motivate the characters more so than like a character died. And it's like, oh, my God, it's so heart wrenching. It's it felt more to me like it was just there to motivate the characters to do something.
0: It's very similar. Have you ever heard of the term fridging? So fridging is exactly that, but that's it's more so meant for females because it's a trope within movies where you're always killing off a female character. Oh. Obviously, th- it's not a female; it's a guy. But yeah. the idea is similar that like you're using someone's death as motivation going into like the final act, right? Now,
1: yeah, because I f- I feel like well, a I think it's because they want Loak and Curie and Spider. Like all of them um are gonna be um integral coming forward. I don't think he had as much of a place. So a that was part of the reason why. They- but the other reason is like um. I feel like if it was Loak who died, oh yeah, that would have been hurt because you get this like you get more scenes with him just interacting with like Piacon and getting to know him and uh, all that stuff,
0: but then see if he died, then Piacon, like in the third act with all the cool stuff that like the whale does, it's like crazy. I know, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have made as much of an impact because you're like his connection is more so to Loak than everybody else, right? right?
1: yeah, but I mean, but maybe it's just one of those thing Piacon's just a one time movie, so it's like. It, it could have been that i feel like oh here's another uh interesting not observation i made so if you look at it great uh what was it kiri mm-hmm. spider and uh loak right they all three represent one thing kiri represents ewa right the planet spider represents the humans and then loak represents the navi right yeah. so you have that weird dynamic of the three of them representing each part of the the faction each factions right you have the one fat the humans were the bad guys and we don't know we don't know spider story spider story is still to be told You have loak who represents the navi right and he's like the chosen one with the payakan and all this stuff and then you have curie who might maybe be neutral neutral good neutral bad because remember she likes the navi but she also has an affinity towards spider so she's the neutral and that's i feel like it kind of represents the three three aspects of um which i actually found interesting now Getting to some of the other aspects of the movie, um, what you think about the visuals?
0: Okay, yes, this is my next point. So everyone's like visuals top tier and stuff, which obviously hundred percent agree. They're so so cool. um The only <laughs> gripe that I have, yeah. and I noticed this a couple of times, is the frame rate was weird. Yeah. The vi- yeah. there was video game looking yes. frame rate, right? Yes.
1: No, this was actually one of the things I was gonna bring up. I'm like. It kept on transitioning between, I don't know, how whatever yeah, the yeah. frames per second was. we didn't. Even, what are we watching? High frame rate? Or was it just regular 3D? I think it was high frame rate. It was high frame rate? Yeah. Because there were scenes where when it was high frame rate, I'm like, I could tell it was high frame rate. But they kept cutting back and forth, especially in the last hour, like when the action's going on, there are scenes where it cuts between high frame rate and yeah. normal. And I'm like, it's done so often that it almost feels jarring. Now I'm like okay it'd be too noticeable like maybe what they should have done is had like a really long sequence of high frame rate, yeah. and then a really long as opposed to just cutting back and forth I, I just don't think it was done subtly enough it looks great it just I don't think it was done subtly enough
0: as someone who doesn't play video games I, I could tell right off the back I'm like this looks very video gamey which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing or if filmmakers like prefer that or not but yeah. to me I was like uh, it's a bit much like you could have dialed it down a little yeah. bit personally yeah but other than that, visually, especially when you're like in the water and stuff, like just kudos to the whole team that works, like the VFX team, because that stuff looks so gorgeous and so real. And even above the water too, like when you're by the Kaina tribe, and where was that place that um that character took them to, where they had like all those cool like mountain rings looking? I forgot. You I don't know. you've seen it in the trailers, is it, is right? It's yeah.
1: In the first trailer, it's like, it's like weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, there. like all that stuff. Like it looks really, really cool, and um. Yeah, so vi- visually, no complaints, and I feel like everyone's sort of gone on and on about that. Do you feel like you have the Pandora
1: blues? <laughs> nah, I didn't. I didn't have it with the first one. I'm sure other people might. It it depends on the person. I didn't have it in the first movie. I didn't have it in this movie. Um, I do like the movie, obviously, but um, I I just didn't have. I didn't, I didn't have it, the Pandora blues. Although I can see how someone might if they really get immersed. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Um, some of the other things I wanted to say was, okay, this, this was, this is one of my uh, pet peeves with the movie. So these kids, right? I like the kids, their natural interactions. They do not listen to their parents for shit. Man. I swear to God, I like, if I saw the movie again, I would legit start counting the number of times they did not listen to their parents like i swear
0: yo this is like the brownness in is coming out because we're so to- used to like yo, being like, obedient
1: right you're gonna get the slap you're gonna get this slipper you're gonna get the slap you're gonna get all that stuff man like these kids did not listen and here's the thing dude i found it funny there's i forgot where it was but like they just got scolded like loak just got scolded and then he goes out and does it again. And I'm like, I used to listen for once.
0: You know what I kept thinking? Of, and my perspectives changed a little bit on that mm-hmm. because I agreed to you at first and I still do to some extent. But I've seen other people say that maybe it's because Jake has become so overprotective that his kids are wanting to like get, get a little bit of distance. Right. Mm-hmm. So he keeps stopping them. But guess who saves them at the end of the day? His kids. <laughs> I, know.
1: I feel like they just did that just to make us not hate the kids. <laughs> Because if if they didn't save him, let's say Kiri doesn't save him, Loak doesn't save them, you'd probably be like, I hate these kids.
0: Nah, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I would hate the kids, but I think it's just them trying to show that Jake's being really, really like, like he's fearful, like you mentioned before, right? Because like he doesn't want anything to happen to his family, which is why he ran away from the like his uh, from the omitakaya to right. here to the Medkaina's place, right?
1: I, yeah, I mean that too, but I think. I'm willing to let it slide. Or, sorry. Yeah. I'm willing to let it slide because um, they're like, it is one movie. Now, if they keep doing this, then we're going to have a problem. But if it's like just for this movie, just to show like them maturing and kind of like getting, feeling that loss early on, feeling uh, hopeless, like feeling like, like them being immature in this movie so we can see them progress and grow up in the future, I'm like, I'm willing to let it slide. I think they will. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't see there's why already,
0: not. Sorry, there's already hints of it by like the end of the movie where even for Jake himself, right? Like he's like, I'm not going to run anymore. Like it's time to fight. So that's going to play into how he treats his kids too. And I think his kids will grow up and mature in that sense as well. well so no, he
1: just, he'll never go back to the Amitakaya or how, how's that going to work?
0: Well, he did say like, I we're, we, we are Met Kaina now, right? So they'll never go and visit. Like let's say,
1: because remember, Nateri's mom is still there. So like, if something happens to her, what she you going to do? It's going to stay there. You'd
0: be like, uh, I could see maybe like what if in the third movie like the family splits up, maybe some people go here and maybe some people. Like... The empire strikes back. Exactly, like there's a formula to it, uh, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. It it it's it could happen. I mean, time will tell, but um, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, we have what three more Avatar
0: movies potentially? Yeah. Um. Now I don't because you told me this and I don't like, and I felt it too, but this movie really did feel like three hours. I don't know why to, I think could be pacing because to me, um, the best part of the movie is easily the third part, the third yeah. act. Yeah. It's so action packed. It's just the way, half the water
1: tribes, not even in there,
0: which, yeah, that made no sense to me. I was like, where did they go? Then it, the focus just became like the family and courage and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, the second act, I think, like it's great because you're setting up all the stuff with like the whale and you're setting up the world of like the mechanic and all that kind of stuff um but then at the same time it's still kind of slow like i remember feeling very antsy around that time
1: i did i did too like obviously the final act uh captures your attention which i need to say that one scene where that dude gets his arm sliced off i was like yo
0: yo i looked over at you my jaw dropped i was like that did not just happen (laughs)
1: I was like, yeah, they literally chopped his arm. I mean, but it kinda goes back to the whole Piacon lost his fin and he lost his hand like a fin for a fin
0: kind of thing. George Lucas, you know he would be like, it's like poetry. It rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> yeah,
1: it rhymes. Well in this case, oh yeah, it's like poetry. They both lose their arms is what it was. So yeah, like, um the but kinda getting back to our point, it's like the last hour, yeah, obviously gonna capture attention. The first hour the first hour is like Obviously, that's it's very exposition heavy, but I understand why they did it. You have thirteen, you, you gotta, you gotta catch up majority of the people who haven't seen the movie on what the hell's happened since. So I can see that the middle, I will agree with you. It did kind of go slow down much more than I wanted to, and I, that was kind of one of my other grips. I felt like as great as the world building is, like you're tr- seeing all these aspects, as mentioned earlier, I think they just it spent a little bit too much time on the world building.
0: I think maybe that's part of the appeal of the movie, but at the same time, like you're saying, yeah. maybe we could have shaved... To me personally, I felt like we could have shaved off a little bit of the first part of the movie, like the exposition stuff, but maybe that's because I'm like, oh, this movie's fresh in my head. I don't need to know all this. Yeah.
1: The... Maybe the ex, some of the exposition, I think, could have been shortened down. Mm-hmm. Like, because in... The, in the, so if I'm remembering, it, it's like, they A, explain the humans are back. B, they explain... How the humans like what's been happening for a year. See, they explain how Quaritch is going. Like that, you kind of need those things, kind of to understand what's going on. Um, I think some of the things after maybe you could have cut out.
0: Do you mean? Do you mean like when they start going to the Metkaina, or
1: even before? I'm talking like this is like before. This is like that first interaction with Quaritch they have in the.
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. I feel like that too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like not that they could have cut it out, but I think maybe it could have been a little bit shorter. Uh, to some degree so maybe yeah i do understand but if i were to cut anything out i
0: think it would be some of that world building in the second act yeah um totally agree um i think one final point that i want to bring up that you and i talked about on on our drive home was how in the next movie obviously i'm pretty sure they're going to bring courage back but now that he's sort of on this journey of like redemption which i don't know it's obviously debatable as to how much he's like redeemable considering maybe how like how he's done yeah evil and then good and yeah i guess so but um i don't know and then obviously there's going to be debate about whether or not he is redeemable at all considering how much he's done um but what i do want to say is i do hope that the next few movies have different villains you and i were talking about how cool it, it would be if we had like more dimension to the actual navi because like you had mentioned in our drive home the navi feel very like black and like they're very one note they're just good people which sure that's fine people can just be good right but I'd like to see different dimensions of them like different people who maybe there's different factions that have different ideologies right like they can't be just one hive mind Um, so maybe I'd, in like the next movie I'd like to see like different villains that are maybe within Pandora instead yeah. of just the villains always being humans
1: and yeah like because uh, right now I feel like they've done a good part establishing like obviously there are good humans bad humans but with Navi we've only seen good Navi I'm like the story, the, the 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 conflict still feels a little too black and white. Yeah. I need a bit of shades. I need Fifty Shades of Grey. No, yeah. okay. <laughs> I just need I need more moral shades of gray. Is what yeah. I need. I, yeah.
0: Sorry, no, I was just gonna say because I saw someone bring this up and I kind of haven't like stopped thinking about it ever since. They were like, maybe part of it is just because you have someone like James Cameron, who at the end of the day, as much of a as much of a great director he is, he is also just. A white man right if you had let's say if you've brought it in different aspects Canadian. oh my gosh makes such a huge difference but i'm just saying like if you had somebody who maybe was indigenous or maybe like you have more actors who are indigenous or just you have more involvement of that community you can definitely bring more nuances into like the navi community and of as opposed to just it being very black and white i haven't stopped thinking about that especially since um online i know i don't know if you've heard about this but there's the um this movement of people being like what avatar is doing is blue face yeah so people especially indigenous people they're they're like this is kind of offensive right like you're taking all these things from our culture but you're not even like including actors and stuff from like our community and stuff and and i'm like, okay yeah i i agree like in that sense it's definitely like you know leaning into racism and all that kind of stuff so i'm hoping that in the upcoming movies they can maybe include that and bring in that nuance and complexity that we've been hoping for when it comes to um, the world of pandora like in terms of their characters and clans
1: yeah no i totally agree like it it will make the the future coming conflict i think way more like you'll be like you as an audience viewer will be way more conflicted on who to root for who not to root for and that just obviously i think brings that complexity in that we're talking about like what avatar needs because still to us versus them kind of thing we don't it's good but it only works for so long a good i think i mentioned this to you i was like so, spoilers for another movie, but if you ever saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things I like the most is the villain of that movie. is Koba. Yeah. Koba, well, for people who haven't seen it, it's like there's apes versus humans, similar to how they're Navi versus humans, right? The humans are shown as the bad people. Same thing here, right? But what makes that movie interesting is that Koba... He has a different set of ideal. He's an ape, right? But he has a different set of ideologies, right? So he he thinks he thinks things should be done a certain way, and yeah. they should operate. And he's completely justified because if you actually look at his backstory and the, how he grew up and yeah. stuff, you can totally understand where he's come from. But I'm like, that's what we need. That's that's where we need that like internal conflict yeah. within the Navi themselves. Mm-hmm. At that point, I can be like, oh shoot, there's actually like a way deeper uh conflict going on there than just apes versus humans yeah. like you have those good apes versus bad apes and so far we haven't seen that in the navi
0: um no i think the closest we may have gotten is maybe kate winslet's character like she's just not easy to warm up to yeah. this new family but still not much is explained and so it's still very like surface level yeah
1: but like if they did what they did on the planet of the apes where it's like in the next movie it's like because they here's the thing they, they said that quarch is going to be a villain in all five movies i'm like okay cool like you can do it but i'm like maybe also maybe what happens is like he's maybe more of a background kind of character mm-hmm. or kind of villain or it's like let's say the third movie is a setup for him like he's still in the background scheming or doing whatever right but like and you still notice his presence but he's still like a villain like okay. he's a villain in the background but he's not the main villain
0: so like an overarching villain and then you have like different villains for the rest of like, like
1: if you want to say if like almost like the MCU it's like Thanos or whatever oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like he's like the Thanos. Not not exactly the same, but like yeah. but like like he's in the background pulling the strings or whatever and then that would, but then the main villain for this movie is another Navi and another faction yeah. of Navi because yeah. right now we see Navi versus human both times. I want to see Navi versus Navi. Yeah.
0: Like And that's not to say that okay, we want to see bad Navi people. Like we want evil obviously not situation. not everybody has the same ideal. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that the Na'vi is bad and evil, but just someone more nuanced who is more of an antagonist as opposed to just a straight up evil villain.
1: Yeah. And an antagonist where you can actually understand where they're coming from. And you're like, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think your methods are correct, but I do agree. With- I think
0: you and I are thinking pretty close to like maybe Killmonger or Namor, like since we just recently yeah. watched Black Panther.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And in fact, uh, you know, it's interesting. They were actually the standouts of those movies. Exactly. So you you have nothing to lose by doing it. Now, if it's like this for five, four, three more movies, I'm going to be like, at that point, I'll be like, okay, I know. Switch, what's, it up, yeah. switch it up. But at the other point, I think I'll just give up hope at that point because I'll be like, I don't think we're going to see any more nuance than we are right now. Yeah. But if you really want that to take it to that next level, I think that's how you do it.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And that's sort of, I think, already going into like my expectations for what I want to see in the next movie. Right. Um, clearly, like they've set up a lot of questions um so you know i'm sure see off the top of my head if you were to ask me what those questions were i'm like uh, i don't remember but um there's still clearly they they do want to tell more story i think a lot of the questions just come down to especially like korich and spider like where are they going with that yep. where is neytiri going with her relationship with spider mm-hmm. um how is the family dealing with like the death of uh netiam yeah um what are they doing going forward now that they're ready to fight like how does what does that look like too right um yeah so i think i'm gonna start gonna start rolling into like final thoughts um i I would say i think the more and more you and i've talked about this movie the more i'm like okay maybe i'm starting to like it more than the first one uh but definitely it's just as good as the first one i really really appreciate that they finally take um took the chance to really um delve deeper haha, into the the story and the characters a little bit more the environmental themes i think like you said are still a little bit like surface level one note kind of thing but i, I can see why they're getting into it but definitely more nuances needed well,
1: that wailing scene i was like oh snap that that was pretty yeah, disturbing that
0: was, yeah, that was pretty disturbing so that's not to say i hated it at all obviously not um it could obviously it could For a three-hour movie, somehow all of that could still use more. But then again, like I said, the movie did, at parts, feel like three hours to me. So pacing-wise, too, I think there could have been a little bit of stuff shaved off here and there. And then just different things included instead. Um, But overall, yeah, I'm pretty okay with this movie. I think... um, I'll still be looking forward to the next one. And just because it's three hours long, I don't know if I'll be going back and rewatching this over and over, but definitely certain scenes, especially the third act, and even the parts when, like, they're introducing the family to, like, the whole water situation going on.
1: Yeah, same here. Like, um, for me, my litmus test of if I think a movie is really memorable is, I think I mentioned this to you before, but, like, if I'm willing to go back on YouTube and actually search up that scene and look for it, um... If I am, then I'm like, okay, that movie was pretty memorable. I've done that many times. And for me, that third act, especially when Jake and Nateri raid the RDA ship, I'm like, I'm going to go back and keep watching that. That is going to be like my go-to scene of this movie, best action part. Um, other, I guess, uh, other thoughts on this movie. Um, I think, th- like you said, there are things that could be shaved off and stuff. But, I mean, for three hours, considering I would only shave off maybe five, ten minutes, that's not that bad. I'm I'm genuinely curious as to because James Cameron has a director's cut for every one of his movies. I'm genuinely wondering what the director's cut's gonna be like when this comes out. So, um,
0: how much was the director's cut when you did the um when uh, you did when when they did it for the first movie? Probably. <laughs> That's,
1: was it like an extra, I don't. Uh, it was like it an
0: either. extra half hour or something or
1: maybe, but it wasn't like half an hour. Like oh, last thirty minutes. It was sprinkled throughout the movie. Oh. So. I imagine the same things done here, and maybe that might include the extra scene with the water tribes fighting in the final battle that we didn't.
0: I'm hoping so because that was weird that they just weren't there. Yeah,
1: but yeah. Final thoughts. Um, I personally think this is better than the first movie. I um, I don't know if it's as rewatchable as the first movie because like that final fight scene in the first movie is really cool. Yeah. But I overall story wise, character wise. Most the things i was looking for for the first movie to work on i feel like this movie does improve on so yeah uh overall good movie um i'm glad i saw it in theaters multiple times never really got to see a first one in theaters glad to see this one and yeah can't wait to see what happens in the future sequels
0: so all right i think that about wraps it for wraps it up for our review we went on for almost an hour, which is insane. I can't believe we had that much to say. But um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to our review for Avatar The Way of Water. Um, you can catch us on all your favorite po- podcast listening platforms. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.